this is the last coffee house. So Jesse Smollett, uh, or Smollett, I'm gonna say Smollett, it's just easier to say. It's been just vitiating the news cycle for a few days now. There was the initial alleged hate crime wherein, I don't know how many people are familiar with all the details here, but it's just all over the place. Like there's, uh, there's nothing clear about this, but I'm going to point out kind of something that's most significant to me about this, which pisses me off about everything that has to do with the media and everything that has to do with the conversation around this area right now. But first... A word from our sponsor? No. So, Smollett is an actor. He's black and gay. He's on Empire, which is a almost exclusively black show. It might be all completely black show, but he's on that show. I have no idea. I've never heard of this person, this actor, until this this whole hate crime thing started. I'd never heard of him. And I'm sure that's, that's kind of the case for a lot of people. But he said, he alleged that on January 29th, he was, he went to a Subway restaurant at two in the morning in Chicago, got a sandwich on his way back from having gotten the sandwich. He was accosted by two gentlemen who beat him up a little bit and uh, said two slurs, one racial, one homophobic, and then said it was MAGA country. Now, just to be clear, Smollett said that they were masked, they were completely covered, so he could not tell the race of the individuals or anything like that. He also didn't say anything in the police report about somebody saying MAGA country, that was later reported in TMZ, and then Smollett confirmed it from what was reported in TMZ. He didn't say anything about that to the, the police officers. He was allegedly on the phone with his manager, I believe? his man or somebody you know who he works with he was on the phone with them at the time that the attack happened now he still had his phone and his sandwich by the time they they got back some of the details they the attackers allegedly like i said struck him physically so it's a battery they put a noose around his neck that was actually it was like twine or something like that purchased from a hardware store and they dumped bleach on him. He asked the police to turn off their body cameras. He went over the stuff. He didn't want to hand over his phone at the time, but he later supplied some records. Now, okay. So you have the initial the initial attack. A lot of the, the actors from Empire, they were supportive. They said, oh, how can this happen? A lot of the Democratic frontrunners like Kamala Harris said something immediately and condemned the attack immediately. And some even extrapolated into a, a bigger condemnation of America in general and Trump in specific. So every source that I listen to, and I've I've been definitely more center-right and center-left sources. I've been listening to more of those who are, are mostly anti-SJW and race-baiting and all these race vultures is a, is a new term. But I've I listened to mostly those kinds of sources, so all of them were awfully skeptical. Uh, it was a measured skeptical, but it was still awfully skeptical when this first came out. You know, wrong is wrong. If somebody's attacked, it's, it's wrong. If somebody has stupid ideas, like they just shouted a whole bunch of stupid things at the time, that's wrong, but it's not illegal. It's it's just wrong, morally. But if somebody physically batters somebody, commits a battery, that's that's illegal and they should be arrested for that. If they did it on the basis of attacking somebody for membership in a protected class, then that's a hate crime and that aggravates whatever the battery was. So you have to take these things very seriously, but everybody that I saw was very skeptical. Like, I wanted to wait for s some more information to come out because this always happens. I cannot believe it just happened with Covington Cat and it was happening with this. But I saw a number of headlines mostly from kind of third party, it wasn't like mainstream media, although they were still less skeptical 
than they should have been. But a lot of media sources uh, like TMZ, I think Esquire and, and some other sources, they just ran with it and said, oh, this is a hate crime. It's so, it was completely wrong. It's a horrible hate crime. And this is what white supremacy looks like and all that sort of stuff. But obviously we get into it. When I initially heard about it, I was like, come on, that is way too on the nose. This is like some horrible screenwriter where it's like they have a noose and bleach and they attack him based on two protected classes, not just one, but two. So then later, you know, as people are talking about, we learned that it's it's this part of Chicago that's a very wealthy area that has cameras all over the place. And Chicago's an extremely liberal city where Donald Trump did very poorly, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's also at two in the morning where when it's negative 10 degrees outside. So all those things are surprising. Uh, not only that, but he was wearing the makeshift noose when the, by the time the police officers got there. Like I said, he asked them to turn off the body cameras. He wouldn't turn over his phone, even though it could have very helpful full corroborative information on there. When he finally did turn over documents, like his phone records, he had redacted a, a bunch of the numbers. They would have one witness who was uh, his manager, who was on the phone at the time, who allegedly heard the attack. The cameras picked up two alleged assailants. Uh, Smollett was off of the cameras for one minute, a full 60 seconds between when he didn't have and then did have the noose on, the makeshift noose. There were two people picked up on the cameras. You couldn't see anything on those. I mean, it was very difficult to pick out anything related to them based on the camera footage, but they were identified by local police and local police detained the two people. Apparently, I think they were, they were the brothers or friend. I think they were brothers. When they returned, they had been going to Nigeria. Uh, when they returned from Nigeria, they were detained at the airport and questioned. Now, separately, the FBI was looking into a note that was sent and I saw the note. It was written in like, <laughs> like childish chicken scratch and, uh, a bunch of cutout newspaper or like magazine words cut out. I mean, it's just every ter it really is like a bad screenwriter. But the FBI was handling that investigation. They were looking into the into the hate mail sent. I think there was also there's so much going on with this, and it's so much just ridiculous bad screenwriting nonsense. Even if it did happen, it it's a whole bunch of bad screenwriting nonsense. There was a an envelope sent to like the Empire Studios or something like that that had a white powder in them like the fbi investigator turned out to be aspirin so they they eventually they pick up the brothers they say that the brothers are cooperating now they say that it's completely changed the complexion of the investigation so here's just a long story short the fbi now believe or the the local law enforcement believes that smollett staged the attack he paid them thirty five hundred dollars to stage the attack they had rehearsed the attack ahead of time you know like the day before a couple days before they'd rehearsed the attack and he was going to pay them five hundred dollars more when they returned back from Nigeria. So that's four grand between the two of them to stage a, a hate attack. And like I said, this is one thing where it's, it's the orgy of evidence where it's like, this is way too much extra evidence that's implicating this as a hate crime. It's like, who is walking around with a noose and bleach? Who's a mega supporter in Chicago at negative 10 degree weather at 2 a.m. looking for a C-list actor that they there's no way they would have ever heard of because they would never watch something like Empire. Uh, who on earth? How? Who is this mythical unicorn of a Trump supporter who would have all of these things at this time to do this? And obviously they're Nigerian, they're both black, so it's just like utter insanity. So he does, Smollett does a, an interview where he's like saying, oh, I fought back, and he's crying and all this other stuff, and I can't believe the attacks, if, if it had been... <laughs> 
And this, this part was hilarious to me because the way he described it, he's like, if it had been uh, a Muslim or a Hispanic or, and I, there's like a weird pause, and obviously I'm probably reading into it now, but there's like a weird pause or a black person. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I wouldn't be getting all this hate or something like that, or people would automatically believe me or something like that. I mean, there's so much wrong with everything that has to do with this story, and it's so hilarious that it came out in this particular way right after the Covington Catholic. Everybody pulling the ripcord on calling them evil white supremacists who were harassing this poor Native American. So now we've got police, and this is like it's all, they haven't officially come out and said that this is what they're investigating, or that they're going to prosecute on the basis of this is hoax crime. You know, various sources to various media outlets from apparently inside the Chicago investigation have said that yes, they believe that it's 100% a hoax and that it was orchestrated by Smollett because he was being written off the sh his show Empire. And so he was doing some publicity to try to get himself saved in that. Now, the, the production company or whoever makes that decision has said explicitly that they weren't writing his character off. Of course, they might want to save that for the twist. <laughs> <laughs> in the show, but they have explicitly said that they weren't trying to write him off. There are some things that have been reported that aren't as accurate. I don't believe that they're accurate. So one thing, you know, early reports said he cracked his ribs. He didn't crack his ribs. He said that they were bruised, and I don't think he reported that his ribs were cracked. He did have, like, I believe there's a cut under his eye, so he did get punched at some point. There's a Reddit thread that's talking about how it was because he got into some kind of a, a lover's quarrel where a jealous lover punched him in the face when he was at a club. Club, you know, in Chicago at two in the morning, and that's where the uh, the assault came from. Another one said that it was like actually his boyfriend who did that. Then another one said that it was just two separate people that he was flirting with the wrong person and got punched in the face. So it just to me, it's it's another step. You know, it's the it's the clear ramification of making our social lives a victim Olympics. You know, it, it's the clear kind of a thing that would come up in that context. And like I said, the big thing that bothers me the most is that if this had been 100% genuine, if it had happened exactly as he described it, if they had been white and Trump supporters and horribly racist, you know, you go and get all of the, the Facebook posts and everything that said that, oh, I heard about this this, <laughs> this gay guy on, on Empire. I don't watch the show, but I heard about him. And I just think he's getting too uppity by going to all these rallies and stuff. And so now we're going to go find him in Chicago at 2 in the morning when it's negative 10 in the polar vor vortex because he's not going to be protected then or something like that. You know, if it was 100% supported and corroborated, the only thing it would mean is that these two guys are dickheads and idiots and are trying to assault somebody on the basis of a protected class. That's the only thing that it would mean. It wouldn't make any bigger implications about white supremacy or the evil heteronormative patriarchy or any kind of other nonsense. But if it had been 100% genuine, that's exactly how these news outlets and social Social media and Democratic candidates, that's exactly how they would run with it because they're trying to get that short-term gain and victim points and SJW nonsense and all this BS just because those are the most animated aspects of our society. And that is absolutely driving me crazy. I mean, what what do you do with that? That would mean that two people out of 350 million are idiot racist homophobes. That's what that would mean, if you, even if it was 100% corroborated. Now, the whole story now is this was nonsense. This was a complete hoax. That's the whole story now. But the, the story should be, what the hell is wrong with you people? That you're these race vultures and, and it's all about class membership and victim points and all this other nonsense and extrapolating these broad
broad, insane generalizations about giant swaths of the population and systemic systems of institutional oppression and all this other nonsense, they would have drawn that out completely and done so with it just a completely sober face, even mainstream media outlets, if this had been a genuine attack. And that's what absolutely bothers me about this whole... I was about to just nuclear bomb go off with all sorts of language right there, so I'm gonna slow it the hell down, but God, it drives me crazy. Like, none of these people are statisticians or <laughs> experts in the field, which is kind of a freaking joke when it comes to sociology and all this other nonsense anyway. But even if you spend a decade and a half studying this kind of stuff, you still have to demonstrate you have some kind of coherent, cogent theory about how all this works and what it means and what percentage of the population is an actual evil, homophobic, white supremacist, mega-supporting, whatever the hell. God, this drives me crazy. So, whatever the case, whether it's it's valid or not, I mean, it absolutely seems like, and I think from the beginning you should have been incredibly skeptical and waited for the information, which most of the sources I watched did, but once they got the information, the weight of the evidence is extremely on one side that suggests this is completely a hoax. Uh, the FBI is even thinking that maybe the the letter that he received is also a hoax. That, Like I said, they found like stamps and stationery and stuff in the Nigerian brother's apartment, so it could have been something... And one of the brothers was an extra on Empire, so just to be clear. So it's it's it could have been something where the brothers just didn't like him because he was getting too uppity. <laughs> they could be Trump supporters. They could want to attack him on that basis, or they could just have a personal vendetta against him or something like that and could be completely lying about having been paid for this but just wanted to attack him because he, he did something. Oh, they didn't like his, his C-less stature and nobody ever heard of him. But whatever, whatever the case... So anyway, a publicity stunt, hoax, whatever, he should be prosecuted. This kind of uh, propagandistic abuse of the kind of place that we're in, the nonsensical place that we're in, it absolutely should be prosecuted where it can be. This is not the kind of thing that we should be doing or we should allow to be done. It's such utter nonsense. There are real victims who should individually receive the justice they deserve, and it should have no giant implications about the heteronormative white patriarchy. There are bad people out there. There are people who have stupid ideas for various reasons. There are people who pretend to be racist even though they're not just because they they had a terrible childhood. There, there are all sorts of people out there. There are people who are just idiots and don't. they're completely ignorant of the fact that people of different races are individuals too and have their own interests and <laughs> want to do their own things and just live their lives and have a family and be successful and whatever the hell who go out there and abuse people on that basis. There are people who hire and fire on the basis of protection classes. All that stuff actually happens and this kind of a thing completely detracts from being able to understand and appreciate how difficult it is to prove those things in reality and how important it is to really understand and be able to prosecute those things in the right way. So, God, I hate this. Okay, Oh, just moving on, that's that's that whole deal. I'm gonna, because I need to bring myself down here. I need to center myself to get some zen. So we'll go through, we'll lab it right here. I know I haven't done this in a while. I don't know why I haven't, because I think this is the most important thing in the freaking universe right now. So liabilities, what are my liabilities? I don't have any particular expertise in the, I didn't study journalism. I didn't study sociology or anything like that. I, I mean, I took my basic classes and all that stuff when I was in college about this. And I've read several books 
books and, and, and the like, but this isn't something I've been studying for, you know, a decade or a decade and a half. So that's a limitation. Uh, that's a, a liability on my ability to be able to represent this stuff properly and speak with all the proper terminology and, and make sure all the concepts are properly rounded out within the, the confines of the expertise. I'm not going to be able to do that because I don't have that expertise. Anchor, how complex is this issue? It's not particularly complex. All we're doing is weighing the evidence as it is available and seeing which is more likely. So it's not all that complex when it comes to the question of what bigger implications it has. That does become complex, but I'm specifically saying that it shouldn't have bigger implications. That it's just one datum in the middle that gets amplified. It amplifies it. The whole point is that this is one tiny datum. There are hundreds of millions of people having billions of interactions all throughout any given day and the 99.999% of those interactions have nothing to do with racism or race or anything bad happening like that so it's just this gets amplified in our brains tremendously but uh, right now i'm talking about anchor i'm going on on these tangents okay so how much should the anchor weigh down on my confidence based on the complexity of whatever i'm talking about it's not very complex it's just a, a question of where does the evidence weigh we're not trying to adjudicate this you know in a criminal or a civil trial or something like that it's just where does the evidence weigh right now without having the benefit of all of discovery and all this sort other sort of stuff so right now the evidence certainly <laughs> strongly weighs on the hoax side so the complexity of the situation doesn't really come into it so much when it comes to the weight of the anchor I mean it's like 200 pounds it's not much but obviously I still should be when it comes to the confidence in my propositions I still should be have some humility it's fair enough to put some kind of weight on it so I make sure that my confidence is just shooting over the moon when I'm I'm representing these propositions okay bias what kind of bias do I have I've been pretty severely anti-SJW for a little while now. I, I support so much of the classical liberal ideas when it comes to freedom of speech, so that's going to affect that. I really think victim mentality in general is absolutely horrendous, and it's the worst kind of thing to tell people to be. It's just like, no, go be a victim. That's gonna, that's gonna create, you know, jobs. That's gonna... <laughs> I mean, it's undermining the whole idea of the of the American dream of trying to get people to work hard and contribute and all that stuff. It completely undermines that because you're just a victim. You're being battered by the system. It also means virtually nothing. I mean, somebody who gets assaulted is a victim and they have to go through the proper channels to get redressed for that assault. That's just, that's the way it works and it's the way it has to work. You don't just get to trade in your victim points for cash and prizes and it's just... That is not the way that the economy should be should be running. That doesn't encourage the right things. So I really have a problem with victimhood in general. So that could be biasing me in that way. Uh, I'm heterosexual, so that could bias me just biographically. That could bias me. And again, it's the individuals expressing homophobia. It's it's not it's the systemic systems of institutional. So in that, I could be biased uh, because of that bi biographically. So I have to check that and make sure I'm, I'm paying attention. So are there other biases? I've never seen Empire, so I don't know how good he is as an actor or anything like that. So I can't really... If I had watched the show, maybe I'd be more sympathetic to him or something. But I've, I've not had any interest in watching that show. So I, I think, you know, those are... Those are the main biases that could be shading my thinking in this particular instance but whatever the case this was a pretty pretty hefty rant i appreciate anybody who stuck with me through this this thing i really think 
we are heading in a fundamentally incorrect direction and there's going to be a correction on the other side you know that pushes us to the right and and it's probably going to push too far and i think there might have been a tipping point with the whole abortion thing when when that governor what's it governor newsom or whoever it was of virginia when he sort of was talking about a baby on the counter and deciding whether to do a mob hit or not to get rid of an inconvenience I, that might have been a tipping point where it's just like oh well we need to slow down we're gonna have to slow down on this. Then you get Covington, you get the Smollett hoax, and finally, I don't know if this is gonna be kind of a, a bigger shift. So anyway, I, I just hope we get the right ideas to get back on track and try to figure out, okay, what do the ideas that we're espousing, what do they encourage people to do? You know, what do they encourage? Capitalism, it might be big and scary machine, but it encourages people it encourages people to be industrious, to find a job, to get to work, to try to innovate because that'll give them, you have a profit incentive, that'll give them something out of it. Other ideas do other things. They're going to tell people to do certain things. They're going to engender certain memes that are going to tell people that they need to be doing this or that. So whatever we do, it's going to, it's going to encourage people to do certain things over other things. And when we're encouraging people to be victims, then that's what they're going to want to do. They're going to be more victims, even though it doesn't make any sense, even though it doesn't help anything or get anywhere. They're going to be more victims because now we have a system that's rewarding that. And that doesn't do anything for us long term. It barely does anything short term. <laughs> anyway, that was Jesse Smollett. And hopefully they prosecute to the fullest extent. It's an incredibly stupid thing for him to do. But still, he doesn't need to be ostracized for the rest of his life. He still, he should pay his penance to do whatever he has to do. You know, community service, pay a fine, publicly state that this was completely fabricated. And then go on with his career and, and everything be based on merit, not on what stupid thing he did outside of his job. So, God, what a ridiculous world that we live in. All right, so so that's it. This is the last coffee house. Thank you very much. Bye.